since uh, the year 2016, I choose a word either that defines the year that I'm having, or I choose the, a word to define the year that I want to have. 2016, that word was affirmation. Like a lot of things were affirmed, but for 2017, the, the year that I started traveling, and I said 2017, my word is create, because I am creative and I'm going to create. And I had no idea what I was gonna create. What am I doing now, guys? Doing that travel hub. Welcome back to the Gap Travel Podcast. We are your hosts, Kim and Aaron, and oh boy, are we excited about this episode. We have a really fun, fun interview with our friend, Jonathan Pierre. He is a travel friend. We met him at TravCon a couple years ago. It was a love connection at first sight. Aaron was like literally obsessed with him. He was like total like fanboying. I gotta say, like <laughs> this story actually didn't come up in the podcast and I and I really wanted to because I was Kim and I were on the TravCon committee, um, which TravCon is a um, what do you call it? A travelers a conference. conference in I couldn't think of the word conference. <laughs> conference in, in Vegas. And so we were on the committee and I was doing the social media for all the speakers and I was doing like speaker highlights and I saw this guy and I was reading his topic and it was about community and traveling and he was a travel nurse and I was like, wow, this looks really, really interesting. I want to meet this guy. And then he guy. started to like stalk his life. Pretty much. And that's where the crush began. Yes. And then he happened, we were in line to get a drink, go figure, open bar. And uh, that's where like you could always find us pretty much the yeah. whole night. And he was standing behind us in line one of the times. And Aaron like turned to me and he was like fanning himself. He's like, "Oh my god, there's okay. Jonathan P." We actually talk about this in the episode. <laughs> it's funny, but he's just. He's such a cool guy. He is the founder of Med Travel Hub, and which is just this awesome community that gets travelers together to go travel the world and basically do really cool shit together. We get into all of that in the episode, and we really talk about so many different things. Like this episode goes down yeah. all different roads, right? Like we talk about him working at Rikers mm -hmm. and living in New York City and being calling on, into work like randomly going to another country or, or yeah. going to costa rica right yeah Co and then just calling into work for the rest of the week like spontaneously yeah we talk about um entrepreneurship we talk about finding your purpose we talk about mindset we talk about international traveling and budgeting i mean we really cover so many awesome topics you guys are gonna love him he's just like his voice is like butter like yeah. We I like at least me like I just like will get lost yeah I get lost listening to him and then I forget that we're like doing a podcast <laughs> and that I should respond because I just like want him to keep talking because his he's just he's a I don't know there's just he's some, a wordsmith yeah like, it's he's, just yeah he's smooth and it's you know deep. what I'm you know what I'm saying yeah, yeah. it connects. Everything connect. he says connects. You guys are going to love him. We're so excited to bring you into this conversation with one of our favorite humans and travel friends. We do want to preface, we're sorry. There's some spots in this interview where the internet connection was basically shit. Um, and we did our best to clean that up. But there's a couple of places that it's still it's a little bit shaky. Episode. But just hang in there with us stay tuned listen to it because there's so many good nuggets so many takeaways you're going to feel inspired and passionate and lit up and all of the things by listening to this episode so enjoy and without further ado let's do it jonathan welcome Pierre. jonathan Pierre. what is up my friend welcome to the pod thank you thank you thanks for having me this was a long time coming 
Yeah, I know. We're so excited because on this podcast, we love to obviously talk about traveling and talk to travelers who also love to travel. And you, my friend, have inspired us in so many ways with all of your trips, travels, your international travel. You started the Med Travel Hub, which really unites travelers together where you take them on these incredible experiences, traveling the world, having these adventures, which we're going to get into all of this. We are going to pick your brain about everything travel. But before we do that, just we want to kind of unpack your story. How did you get into travel nursing? How long have you been a traveler? Just kind of the backstory of, um, of your journey, of your travel journey. First, uh, once again, thank you guys for having me. Uh, I met you guys uh, a couple of years ago at TravCon. It was uh, kind of an instant little love connection. It was. And I, I genuinely think you guys are pretty awesome. So thank you. Yeah, absolutely. TravCon was crazy. You were definitely somebody that I wanted to meet. I am so glad that we actually bumped into each other right at the last, at the after party, standing in line. I was like, oh my God, that's Jonathan Pierre. I wanted to meet him. We met and like you said, instant love connection. I felt the exact same way. Aaron had like a huge man crush on you, just like side note. <laughs> and when we were at the after party, so Trathcon has this huge after party at the end of the conference, for those of you guys who don't know. And we all get together and basically just get wild and crazy and have the time of our lives and like dance the night away. And Jonathan was behind us in line to get a drink. And Aaron like turned to me, he's like, oh my God, there's Jonathan here. <laughs> and I'm like, babe, say hi. <laughs> and then we <laughs> We said hi. We just clicked. A true story. <laughs> right. Um, years later, here we are. And That's here scary. we are. Um, but go ahead with your. Sorry, we cut you off there. But go ahead with um, just kind of how long have you been travel nursing, and and how did you even get into travel nursing? Like, what was that like for you? Yeah. So I've been travel nursing now for about three and a half years, or a little more than a half. Um, you know, this January would, would make about four years. And I guess the why and the how is is interesting. I mean, to be quite honest with you, I, you ever had that feeling like a current is pulling you in a particular direction? Uh, and yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, so my first two years, I'm, I've only been a nurse for about five and a half years. So I've been traveling longer than I've been, you know, a staff nurse. But um, my first two years were miserable. I mean, just working in New York is brutal, if anybody's ever worked on the East Coast. Um, my first hospital wasn't particularly a great environment, kind of a punitive environment, and also really just heavy patient loads, six to one on a step down. It was, it was really messy. Uh, kind of stepped up into a better job, better paying job, New York Presbyterian, good name, but also just I, I wasn't feeling it. And... I didn't realize how unhappy I was. It wasn't like something that was on my mind. I'm just going through, you know, the daily motions of life and living in New York, you got your place. I'm, you know, working my staff job. I have a per diem because New York is expensive. And I got to a point at the end of my second year of nursing where I just knew I needed to leave. It wasn't something I was thinking about. I was planning. I always wanted to be a traveler. Nope. I just needed, to, it's like I ran away. It's like, I just needed to step away from this and I needed to go somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And probably I was working night shift. So I, I think I just looked up, you know, travel nursing. I mean, I knew about it in nursing school, but I wasn't planning on it. And, you know, being a New Yorker from the city, I'm 
definitely a city boy. There weren't too many places I thought about going to initially. So California it was, and I landed right in San Francisco, another poppin' city. And and the rest is, is history, as they said. But there was, there was no, like, reason. I just, I just needed to leave. And I felt like the current was just pulling me away, if that makes sense. Mm. I, it totally does, because I think a lot of people can relate to that. And I think, you know, when Aaron and I started traveling, we felt that same way where there was something that was pulling us and it didn't really make a lot of sense at the time for us to quit our jobs and sell our home and, and jump into this life that we knew nothing about. But there was just something underneath that we're like, Oh my gosh, like we have to do it. We have to take this leap. Well, I remember too sitting, I, I love like family swings. I have, I've always had one. And I remember sitting out on the back porch talking to Kim and just having that, having that picture of, you know, 20 years from now, picturing myself doing what I was doing and obviously you step up and you change, but just the, the, the same thing over and over again. And I remember actually tearing up and saying, this can't be it. This can't be what my, our life is. This just can't be the end of it. There has to be something more. Right. hundred percent. One hundred. Um, you know, you obviously, you know, a lot of times, travelers we we love the flexibility of of the lifestyle of a traveler right like we can we were just talking about this before we hit record that we get to work a three-month contract and then we get to decide what's next right we get to decide do we want to continue working do we want to take another contract or do we want to take a couple months off and travel the world? Well, not really right now because, you know, COVID. But in normal times, we get to really create our own schedule. And we're really pulled towards taking time off to travel for fun and have these adventures. So have you always had like a travel spirit, like a the travel bug? Or was it something that when you started travel nursing and you realized you did have more time and you could take time off and you weren't relying on your two weeks off PTO a year? Did that kind of kick it into gear for you where you were like, I really want to explore the world and get out there and see what's up? It absolutely did. And a lot of things were, were kicked into gear when I traveled, and we'll get more into that when we talk about the hub. But yeah, I think um, I've always been pretty, um, you know, global-minded, so to speak. I, 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 it's a big world, and, and I knew I wanted to explore it. Like, I just knew that. And I remember when, um, before I got into nursing, and I was a little less sure about what I was uh, supposed to be doing, um, at one point, I thought I was, I was going to go to Japan and teach English. Um, it was Japan and or Taiwan. I was kind of, you know, auditioning because that's really what it is um, for these two companies. And I remember telling my friends, uh, you know, in Brooklyn, like, hey, guys, I think I moved to Japan. And their response was, why? And I remember being so Ugh. like, what do you mean? Why? Like, get it together, man. Like, it's Japan. Why not? And right there, I knew like, OK, yeah, right. Like, come on. <laughs> I, I knew the people, some of the guys in my immediate circle, I just knew like, okay, so I'm thinking a little bit differently right now, right? And and that was like my first indicator, like, oh, yeah, I, I definitely want to be out there. Um, but, uh, but, you know, working staff and, and, you know, you get your PTO, it's, I didn't take it, I didn't have as much opportunity until, um, until I became a traveler. Now, I did take an opportunity 
when I just straight up ran away from New York. And okay, so I, I ask this question sometimes to people, like what's the most spontaneous thing you've ever done, right? Mm-hmm. And for me, that thing was, I was working as an LPN on Rikers Island. And that in and of itself, if anybody doesn't know what Rikers Island is, it's a notorious jail in New York City. And it's just a negative environment. That's the, that's the kindest thing I could say about it. It's just a total negative environment. The job, but the things that went on in there, it's just like I was working nights on Rikers Island at LPN. And I went to, to nursing school for my bachelor's. And when I finished my last class and I knew I was on my way to nursing school, I booked a flight to Costa Rica the next morning. No plan, no hotel, wow. just a flight. Wow. Bag, and I left. And then when I got there, I found the phone and I called out of work for the rest of the week. Oh my oh God. My God. <laughs> That's so awesome. Dude. Rooster. I went to this little coastal uh, city town called Tamarindo. It's really just like, it's kind of a touristy place, but it's a surfer spot. I surfed all week. I chilled. I drank. I wrote. And it was just like, I just need, it was, it was a great escape. And it was, it was one of the best moves I made. Um, just, I wanted to kind of unpack that just a little bit because you worked on Rikers Island. So like you worked in the prison and at Rikers, because Rikers is, like, crazy. Like, we watch, like, Locked Up, and I swear it's, like, always Rikers. Yeah, it's, you. yeah, it's like you're going to Rikers, you know? It's intense. <laughs> no, it was intense, man. I, I, I've seen some things. It's, um, you, there, there were two things that, that were very interesting working on Rikers Island. Um, one... You know, I particularly don't come from a background where I don't have any family members that have gone to jail. I don't know cousins or friends that were in jail. So I'm not like familiar with the setting, so to speak. And, you know, for some people that is their story, right? Mm-hmm. Um, wasn't particularly mine. So when I'm in there, I was just, just be, I, was, I don't even know the word. The sheer number of people that get locked up is just crazy. And I worked in an intake facility. So that means... Every, I don't know, four hours or so, there are like busloads of people that come from whatever you know, little holding cell or, you know, they are within this, in the five boroughs, you, you are in, in the city, Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, Bronx, then they bring them, they dump them in, into Rikers. This is like every four hours, 24 hours a day, like the busloads of people just keep coming. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ, what's happening out there? It just doesn't stop. Oh my gosh. And it, and, it, and it really made me think about a lot of things. Um, and then, you know, and, and I am going to take it there. It, it, it was interesting because, you know, if you, if you know, if you think about the, the population, I really had a moment with gratitude because one of the things that was extremely surprising was actually, you know, I had to talk to a lot of them and even when I'm doing their intake. Mm-hmm. So many people were just like really cool, really respectful. I mean, I didn't know what to expect. Like, why am I surprised about that, right? Right. I'm in jail. Like, it was just, like, cool guys. And, you know, not, they did what they did, but it is what it is. And the, the moments of gratitude that I had was in talking to a lot of them, I realized, like, 
how arbitrary life is, right? I grew up in a household of immigrant parents who came to this country, who had a work ethic, who got educated, who, who instilled a work ethic into their kid, who provide a sense of, of safety in a nurturing environment. I did nothing to earn or deserve that. Mm-hmm. And I, would only, I could only imagine the circumstances that many of those people came from that led them not to absolve them of personal responsibility, but let's not pretend that environment doesn't have a big role to play in how we see the world, how we see ourselves and, and the things we do. Mm-hmm. And it just, it was very humbling, and, but it was also very sad. You know, because at the end of the day, I got to go home and they didn't. And it was, it was just, it was an interesting experience. I absolutely, I just, who was it? God, we were watching a podcast and it really triggered. And it was just like, you know, hitting the sperm lottery Mm -hmm. of just like the environment that you grow up in, the, the, you know, um, what do you call the parents you have, the uh, area that surrounds you, the the friends. And like you said, there's a lot of choice there. I mean, you can always choose who you hang out with and who you get involved with. But just, you know, being so blessed, because a lot of people don't have that opportunity and they don't, they don't really have, they're not getting ahead in the starting line. You know, they're starting way back. And that that's like really crazy. And, and that's a really awesome observation that well, you had early on. That's crazy. And I think it gives a lot of compassion too. It does. You know, um, yeah. I can only imagine like the stories and stuff you have from that experience. Like, um, anyways, I feel like we could totally go down a rabbit hole on that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. I feel like we can go down so many tangents. So it's like, I have so many different like questions and things I want to go into, but you know, focusing on kind of like, the lifestyle of a traveler, right? Because we're, we're people who, again, we've talked about this, but we love to take time off to travel, right? We work contracts and we take a lot of time off to travel, explore the world. And that's one of the freedoms we get as travelers is we can take as much time off as we want. So as a traveler, since you've been travel nursing, what has been like the longest period of time that you've taken off, not working, but just to travel for fun and explore and step back from nursing for a while? Hmm. All right. So I think, I think you guys are, are pretty much paving the way for I'm taking a break and I'm doing my own thing because I, I haven't taken as long a break, nearly as long a break uh, as, as you guys have. I think the longest amount of time that I've taken to travel, it, I actually wasn't a travel nurse. It was before travel nursing. So I'll, I'll answer your question for travel nursing. Um, maybe just like two and a half weeks. I've taken a month off, but that was kind of just to work on other things. Right. I was intentional. Like, yeah, I'm just going to bunker down and just get to work. Um, but as far as like taking time off to travel, man, I've only, I've only taken maybe almost three weeks just, just to dedicate to traveling. I haven't, I haven't really had the, um, I don't know what kind of juice you guys are drinking, but when you, you're talking about like, yeah, I'm taking a gap year. I'm like, whoo! I don't even have the audacity to think, think like that. Like, yeah, but that's inspiring. Maybe, maybe you actually get to it. But a little thing called student loans, I got to take care of first. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so, so just for traveling, I maybe three and a half weeks. But I'll tell you, before I was a travel nurse, um, so I did the thing to Costa Rica. Um, I also I also did a backpacking trip um, through Europe, and that was that was almost a month. It was about okay. three and a half weeks or so. 
Okay. Um, so that was that was about the yeah about the most time I dedicated to actually just traveling. Okay. So here's the thing: we obviously we talked about the gap year. You know, like this takes money. Like we always talk about, you can take as much time off as you want as a traveler. It's a perk, of course it is. But when we don't work, we don't get paid, and it does cost money to take time off and to travel um, and to do like have these experiences. I will say that you know we've for years and years and years we've basically just worked our asses off which is another perk of being a traveler to pay down debts to pay off you know um credit cards and our bills and everything that we had so that when we do take time off our overhead is so much lower that it doesn't require a lot to kind of sustain us so that's been a huge perk for us we wouldn't have been able to do that working full-time you know and so we've worked to be able to do that and now you know taking a year off that's a whole nother conversation but you know i think people think traveling is a lot more expensive than it really is um you know our budget for the for a day of traveling for the year is a hundred dollars but like that's for that's two pretty, humans right, and that's stretch that's a stretch that's yeah. like the like the max amount you know and you can really you can really your money can goes a lot further in a lot of other places around the world mm-hmm. you know than being here and having rent and all the other things so that kind of leads to my question about so you took a month off which is still a substantial amount of oh, time yeah. I mean, there's people who dream about yeah, a month off. For real. Like, yeah. that's a long time. But do you have any, like, and I know you take time off, you know, to, to travel now and, and to do your trips with your, tra- with your com- traveling community. But do you have any tips for, like, budgeting or, like, saving up for your trip and, and just kind of anything to do to help people, you know, save money for, for trips that they want to do, even if it is just a couple of weeks, you know? Yeah. yeah. I think, I mean, I think the first thing is um, how important is traveling to you, right? Because um, if you have an IRA, well, each year, you know, you're, it's in your best interest, right, to max out your IRA. So you make provisions for that. Um, you know, your company, if you work full time, um, you may have a 401k, money goes into that. Um, this is assuming that we're adulting, right? So, you know, you have your savings, you put money away, like we make provisions for the things that are important to you in life. So think about if you went to one less brunch, you had one less drink, one less beer, one less Uber Eats, right? But you were intentional about diverting that money and saving it for a goal, a goal to go travel somewhere and experience something. You can do it. It is very, very possible. It just takes a level of intention. And when you guys said you got it down to $100 a day, that sounds like you're intentional about what you're doing with your cash. And... And that's exactly, I mean, I, I applaud you. That's great. But you're right. It is absolutely possible, especially in a lot of places in the world, um, especially Southeast Asia, if anybody hasn't been out there. So cheap and beautiful. Um, but yeah, if, if you're intentional, then you can do it. Um, but it does take some planning. And that's, that's really where it is, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, you know, if you do a little bit of heads up on the region, on the currency and the exchange rate, you know, on the things you'd like to do and see, um, understanding transportation, leaving some margin of error for, you know, getting hustled, <laughs> maybe, um, you know, you, you can, you can actually do the math way before you get there and figure and come up with um, a reasonable budget for, um, you know, for how to, how to move when you're in other countries. And then also, if you're not trying to live in the lap of luxury, you know, there are nice ways you can, you can move about, 
and 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 stretch your money longer um especially now you know i i've used the website hostile world and i think when i was in europe i had one of my many hostels was just like not i wouldn't even go in the bathroom i was just like you know what for the next 24 hours i'm just gonna not be here like it was bad um but that was my bad but the other ones i mean i found some really decent places to stay um i did not spend a lot of cash i had a plan mm-hmm. and that would that would be my thing be intentional um think about what you're spending your money on that you know it's a little frivolous and and you just don't need to do and and divert that money to to your plan if you really want to be out there in the world like you can make that happen yeah no i completely agree and it was funny because when you know kim's always been the push of the travel like she is literally I'm like, well, we need to save for retirement and do all this. And she's like, we can do both and we can travel. We're going to travel. I'm, I'm not going to let up on this. We're going to travel. And then as we started doing it, I, you know, kind of got there um, in full force. But I remember when she said, you know, we're going to shoot for $100 a day for our year of travel. And then I was like, okay, so a year of travel, 365 days a year. I can do that math. And when I had that number, I was like, man, we can do that. That's doable. And it really brought it really kind of reachable, basically. Right. And I, and I love what you said about, you know, uh, being like a fancy traveler. And I think that's so important to acknowledge that, you know, what kind of traveler are you? Because you can be a bougie ass traveler and you can spend, you know, a thousand dollars a day. Like, you know, you have to really be realistic with yourself and ask yourself, like, what kind of traveler are you? Like, are you going to be somebody who could stay in a hostel or are you going to be somebody who wants to stay in a resort? And that's going to really reflect the budget and the money that you're going to need. But in most cases, you know, and we talk about this a lot, but you know, when you're traveling somewhere, Southeast Asia or South America or somewhere new and different than what you know, you want to have local experiences. You want to get out there and have local food and stay and be near the local people. And if you travel in that with that sort of mentality, you're, you can really travel on a budget because those types of um, accommodations and food and all of that is going to be much more budget friendly than, you know, hanging out at the Four Seasons and eating at the expensive restaurants. Which if you wanted to go to Miami, but just overseas, that's what Ali said, then you would book a Four Seasons over in, yeah. over in Bali and you would never even really see it. We travel to like see different things that have adventures and stuff. So I do think you really can travel on a budget and, um, and I think that actually gives you a more kind of adventurous experience, you know, a more local experience too. So I think people think it's more expensive than it really is, you know? To your point about some people being like bougie ass travelers, like some people are looking for that luxe experience and then, you know, you go and do that. But for those who think that traveling, oh, it's so expensive, you know, no, it can be done. You can borrow on a budget. You can have a great time um, if you're looking for it. And if you plan. Mm, Which leads to the next yeah. So one thing that we always push as well, not only long-term travel and kind of what that can do for you just personally, mentally, spiritually, everything like that. But we love that traveling as a healthcare provider allows you to really take a step back, allows you the time to figure out other passions in life and, and other maybe business adventures or working for yourself or being an entrepreneur. And I know that's one thing that we click on um, and so I kind of wanted to just get into the, the med travel hub 
how that came about and kind of your plans going forward with that. Yeah. You know, as they say, necessity is the mother of invention. Um, I was working on something. Uh, this was my first year of traveling and I really needed a transition. You know, when you, when you're, when you're just, you're working on something and you're trying to break through and you can't break through, it doesn't mean it's not going to happen. It just means you got to keep pushing. Um, I, I guess my breakthrough, that's, that's a whole other conversation. But uh, when I was working on something and I was having extreme difficulty with it, another lane opened up and I kind of just ran with it, good, bad, or indifferent. But that lane opened up the world to me. That lane ultimately ended up being Med Travel Hub. And part of it was, it was just a very long year for me. I realized I hadn't been on a trip since when I did my backpacking trip in Europe and I just wanted to get away and understanding kind of how, you know how it is like the, the traveling lifestyle, you guys travel together, which is a beautiful thing, but it could be a very transient lifestyle. You know, you're here, you meet people and then you leave, they leave. And then you just got to do it all over again. Mm -hmm. um, so one thing I identified that was just something everybody was looking for to some degree or another was community. Because, you know, you, you get to a city, the first thing you're looking for, right, where are the other travelers? Where are we going? Where are we meeting up? What are the places to eat, drink, hike? Like, where are the people? Where's my community? Um, so I just put two and two together, really, just identifying the fact that, you know, how important community is, not just in life, but particularly for what we do. Um, and then the fact that travel is going to travel anyway. Like, I didn't invent traveling and put a label on it. I just created a, a community and say, hey, we're all traveling anyway, let's travel together. And so, you know, most of the people that have gone on my trips, like they're well-traveled already. They just now have a community that they joined up with to travel with. But there's always one or two people on every trip that has never left the country. And it's so dope to share that experience with them. Like this is the experience that broke them into the world. And that's, I'm, I'm happy to actually wow. you know, have done that. Okay, taking it back just for a second, because for anybody who doesn't know what Med Travel Hub is, it's, I'll let you explain it, but you, you know, created an amazing community where you basically plan trips and you gather travelers together and you guys all go do a trip and an adventure together as a team, as a community of travelers. So just kind of like wanted to set some context around what exactly it is for anyone who's like, what is that? You know? Right. Yeah. No, you, you hit it on the head. I can't believe it's, you know, mentioned that before, but thank you. Yeah. It's, it's essentially a travel community. Um, I, I, I do exactly that. I, I plan trips. Um, and uh, you know, I select some destinations like for each quarter of the year, there are regions of the world that are just optimal for travel, depending on the type of experience you want. So, you know, this year, you know, COVID happened, but we, we had four trips, one for each quarter and we'll select the destination and we'll put it out there and travelers sign up. Um, and we just all, all ascend in some place in the world. We just meet there. And so it begins, like the journey begins. And it's, it's so dope. It's just, now that it's been taken away, uh, you know, I'm so grateful I have employment, but, um, oh man, I, I had a, a time to stop and think about what we were creating. And I say we, because, you know, I have some, I have some ride or die. I, there are a hand group of pe a handful of people, maybe five or six that have been on all the trips. 
So each trip is like a family reunion. Mm. And we, we kind of just, I don't see them during the year like that because they work over here, I work over there, but we're, we're always in communication. And it's like, where are we meeting next? And we get there and we say, hey, what's up? Good to see you again. Like, let's explore. Yeah. But then there are new people on that trip that weren't there before and they get added to the, to, the, to the group, you know? And they're like, all right, now when's the next one? I'm coming back too. And it just becomes like a little travel family. Mm-hmm. And I love that because it's, it's amazing. you kind of hit on it before, but it's like, you know, Aaron and I travel together and I'm so grateful to have a built-in travel buddy. And we travel internationally together, obviously as healthcare travelers. But I love when we found out what you were doing, I'm like, that's just so badass because I love that you can for people who are traveling alone, right? That they can go on a trip. They can sign up for a trip and may not know one person, but guess what? You're going with a group of other travelers. So you're always going to have that like-mindedness. There's always going to be something to connect on, right? It kind of brings everybody together. And you know, you get to go have this experience with a like-minded group of people. And I think that just opens up so many opportunities for people who are traveling solo that want to travel more, but maybe are intimidated that don't want to travel alone. And this gives them a platform to be able to say like, I'm going to go travel the world with my people and have these cool experiences. You know, it just, I feel like it just, it paves the path for them. And I think that's so cool, you know? Yeah. Thank you. And what you said about, you know, having a community of like-minded people, that's one thing is people who literally do what you do for a living as well. I mean, it couldn't be any more in your lane. Um, so that definitely adds an element to it. You know, and the nurses get together, healthcare professionals get together. We talk about healthcare. Sometimes it's a little bit of a, you know, an emotional dumpster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A dumpster fire. But, you know, it's, it's, it, it could be cathartic too. As many times we're at a table just sitting somewhere. And I, I'm very intentional about, like, not talking about work when we travel but to some degree this is what connects us right and you know there there we we have just like many very like really interesting moments um connecting on the fact that we all do this thing called you know being healthcare professionals mm-hmm. yeah no totally when you when they sign up for a trip so what are you do like as the leader creator of med travel hub are you planning everything and that you just tell them show up in tanzania at this time and is it completely planned out do you guys just kind of do your own thing like what's the what's the vibe yeah what's the vibe of it the vibe is it's kind of a hybrid um i do do all the planning so essentially you show up and get ready to have a good time i'll start a like a a chat room um on messenger with everyone who's going to come on a trip so then that people start sharing things and talking. It's also interesting to see, you know, the group's dynamic and personality before it even happens. Because every group, every trip is a different personality. It's a different mix of people, you know, plus the few that are constant. But um, so, yeah, I I have an itinerary that I set out. But um, as someone who's solo traveled and realized that you can't, while I was taking my solo trip, I met up with a friend. I think we met up either in um, in Budapest. I think we might have met up in Budapest. And by that time, I had already been traveling by myself for me about two and a half weeks. So I was very accustomed to doing what I want. And I realized when we got together, we didn't have the same travel personality. 
she wanted to go left or wanted to go right. I wanted to take pictures and I was really into photography at the time and she didn't care. And she's like, all right, are you done? And it was just, we were frustrating each other. And that's when I realized like, oh yeah, okay. You can't just do this with anyone. So I always kept that in mind. And I, I have a good amount of free time kind of built in. It's baked into the pie, right? So I'll say like on these days, there'll be, there'll be you know, a group of building activities. Not that literal. But like, these are the things we're going to do together. Like everyone, you're paying for this and we're all going to show up and have this experience together. And then on these days and at these times, hey, do whatever you want. Here are some suggestions, right? So, I'll, you know, I'll do due diligence and lay out like on this day, hey, check this place out. Go here. I heard this was popping X, Y, and Z. And what happens is, and this is on every trip, guaranteed, like the formula is pretty legit. In the beginning, everyone kind of wants to be together because that's what they're there for. And as the days progress, people kind of find like the individuals or the small groups that they really vibe with. And personally, I think that's perfect because you paid for your trip to have the experience that you want. You don't want to be tethered to everyone for the whole time. And people naturally just kind of find like, yo, this person's kind of cool. Like, let me kick it. You want to, you want to just, you know, peel off and just go here. And it's like, yeah. And they just go. And then people start doing their own things with the people they want more and more. But then we always bring it back to certain points like group dinners or group time at the bars. or So I, I make sure I incorporate a, a good enough time for us to be together because that's part of what we're there for. But then for you to do you and have the experience you want to have with the people you want to share it with, even if it's by yourself. Some people just wander off and they just like meet up for dinner. Yeah, I love that because it's like a good mix because I was just like thinking while you were saying that, but it's like, yeah, not everybody travels the same and people like to do things differently. And so to be able to have that community where you can meet up when you want, but also know you can have your own time to go do your own thing or meet up with, you know, a friend that you connect with to go off and do something fun that maybe the other people don't want. Like it's a good kind of balance of it all. Cause me personally, like I've always kind of stayed away from um, like tours and stuff. Every time we've traveled abroad, we don't really do tours because we're people who like to do our own thing. We're like, if I want to stay here longer and hang out and talk to this person more, I want to. Like, if we want to take pictures or do a video for an hour, you know, like, we just want to do our own thing. But it's kind of nice, like, to have that, the, I'm doing quotes, like, tour mentality where you have the connection, but you have the freedom and flexibility to go play out on your own, too. Well, right. You know? And I've, I've always wanted to meet other travelers. Yes. And I, I feel like that's Kim and I's downfall is we are in our bubble together. And a lot of times because we like doing our own thing, we don't put ourselves out there as much. Even when we do do like a tour or a excursion or something, we stay in our own bubble because we might want to film. We might want to do something else. And so we don't talk to anybody. That's why I love what you just said about let them do their own thing, but still bringing it together. So you don't have that click mentality mm. that you're still, it's not that, you know, some people aren't as, um, what do you call it forward with like putting themselves out there but when you put them in a group like that you're preventing that whole clicky kind of kind of thing Under, yeah right. I think I think you and I can be like super clicky sometimes because this, so this is one thing that we're really working on and traveling has really helped us with that is 
that we're really trying to put ourselves out there more socially and be more friendly with people and start a conversation and ask questions. Because every time we do, when we connect with people, like, wow, that was amazing. Because we can tend to be in our own bubble because, you know, we are best friends and we have fun together and we kind of can get and do our own thing, you know? So we're trying to be more open to meeting other people. That was kind of a tangent, but anyways. So I really, you said something and you said that it could be a whole nother conversation and it piqued my interest before you even said it could be a whole nother conversation. But what, what drove you to basically, you know, be full time, go travel, but then start something else. I kind of want to unpack that a little bit. Yeah. Um, well, that has to do with the current, um, you know, I, I write every now and then, and what I never said was, I'm a writer. Like, why wouldn't I claim it? Just, why? Just because I'm not published and I don't get paid to do it, right? But I, I know that I've written things that like people was like, oh, that's amazing, or things that I was actually very proud of. Like, wow, that, that went very well. It's very thoughtful, introspective, creative, you know, philosophical, whatever. Um, there were things that I did that I didn't give myself credit for. And there were always things around a creative nature. I'll give you an example. Um, my little sister, she's such an eclectic soul. And she was really into fashion when she was in high school. I mean, she was the kind of girl like, you know, cutting things out of magazines and pasting them on like the inside of her closet. And, and she loved menswear because she just, I don't know, she just loved menswear. So I got, I got her a subscription to um, a mag, what was it? one of these uh, men's magazines at the time. And this is when I had an iPad. So it was a digital subscription. So she had access to it and I had access to it. And I remember getting, getting the menswear myself. And my dad was always like a well-dressed guy. So I, I was always into like suits and shirt and ties and just in menswear. It's, it's dope. When you get into like fashion menswear, I mean, the patterns and the colors and the mismatch, it's just amazing. So I remember, you know, I'm always like a big guy, like a wider frame and I could never really find the nice stuff that I liked. I started just going fabric shopping on Seventh Avenue, Manhattan, and just like daydreaming about like shirts that I would make in different patterns, and like this would look good with that. And I would take fabric swatches and stuff it in like a Ziploc bag, and I just had all the. I started like sketching suits and stuff like that. I don't even draw. And then one day I'm just like, I'm gonna learn how to make my own shirt. And I went on like Craigslist, found some some young lady who went to FIT, Fashion Institute of Technology had her teach me how to sew, took sewing lessons, and ended up making, like, a dress shirt. What? And, okay. Yeah, swear to God. I thought I knew you, but I, I, I'm just, you're just unraveling new, new layers here. Yeah, yeah, true story, man. And the thing is, like, I didn't continue to do it because, not to be quite honest with you, it's extremely tedious. I don't want to sew my own shirts. But the point is, like, I want to do my own thing. When I have an idea, I want to see it. I need, I need to see it come to fruition. But I also realized even the ideation part gives me life. So even when I was just going to 7th Avenue and just, like, collecting fabric and, like, that excitement of something that could be, just the thinking things up. I started this sports pool on my college campus called Sports Enthusiast. Um, I started this, like, party business with my friend when we were, like, in our early 20s called um 50 50 connection real quick story we were just like you want to talk about fake it till you make it Aaron? 
my boy Steve had a connection with this guy who was connected to all these like lounges in New York City. And this was when like clubs weren't really a thing and people wanted to like lounge now. So he would tell my boy that, hey, you know, they want me to promote this lounge. Like, you know, he would promote and bring like models and athletes because he used to be one, uh, an athlete. And he's like, yeah, you know, these people, I, I got this club. These guys want me to come through. Like I may, may not show up, but I got a table for you and a bottle and VIP. Just drop my name and you're good and invite some friends. So my friend invited me. He was like, hey, I got this table and this bottle in this spot and you should come through and bring some people. And then we turned that into a thing. And people started thinking like we were hosting the parties. I mean, we led them to believe that, but we weren't. We literally had a table, like our VIP section and our comp the bottles, but we made it look like, hey, welcome to the party. Like just say our name at the door. And we were just like milking it. And this is right out of college. So we still had that big network of like all our college friends and people still hanging out and going out and partying. It was the best. We totally just faked it. Oh, but it's so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just another, another random part. Oh, this is such a good time in life. While we were doing this fake stuff, we, we came across this young woman, Carrie Bannigan. She's from the UK. At least she came from a wealthy family. And she was in the fashion industry and was starting something. She had a friend who was in like the limo business and owned limos, but drove them himself. And every now and then he would come around with his limo. And I remember one point we were going from uh, one place in the city to some other lounge with her and we got picked up in a limo and we showed up to this other spot in a limo and just hopped out. And I'm like, who are we? Like, what are we doing right now? This is nuts. Gosh. It, it, was, it was just incredible. But that's it. <laughs> I say all that to say. What was that? No, no, go ahead. I was just going to say, it sounds like you've always been super entrepreneurial, but go, go finish uh, your story. Here. Yeah. Yeah. And there were, you know, there were a, a few other things, but um, there, I always had, yes, I was always entrepreneurial, but, I, but I, what I realized what it was, I was creative. I was always thinking about something. And my thing was, you know, yeah, finding solutions to problems or making things more efficient. That's, that's what my mind, like, oh, I can't find shirts in this pattern in this season. Well, I'll just make my own, you know, that's my, that's my solution. So yeah, that's, that's how I knew. That's like the long backstory. Sorry if I chewed up all your, uh, your tape here. But so when I'm working my staff job and I mentioned that there was a current I knew kind of like you were saying, like, this isn't it. There has to be more to life. I know there's more to life. And since uh, the year 2016, I've been, my aunt gave me this exercise. I, I choose a word either that defines the year that I'm having, or I choose the, a word to define the year that I want to have. 2016, that word was affirmation. Like a lot of things were affirmed. That's another story, not important. But for 2017, the, the year that I started traveling, I chose that word for New Year's. And I said, 2017, my word is create because I am creative and I'm going to create. And I had no idea what I was going to create. But what am I doing now, guys? I'm doing Med Travel Hub. And as soon as I got, as soon as I got out of New York City, I started my first company, which is Travel Hack. As soon, it's almost as if the current was pulling me from this environment so I can actualize this person that I am. I said, it's like the universe knew I needed to be in a different space. 
for this to happen. And it was like, it's time. You know what I mean? And that was the catalyst. That's, that's what opened the door. And here I am. I'm just uh, like listening to you. Like, like your words are like butter. And I'm just like, I was literally just like kind of in a trance, but I just feel like, yeah, like your story resonates so much. And, and did, I'm sorry, did you want to say No, something? it really does. I mean, I think you got us babbling over here because I mean, that is like so how we felt and traveling as healthcare professionals was our ticket, was our avenue, but we knew that there was so much more on top of that, that current that we were feeling and it was so strong and pulling, but we had zero idea of what that would be. And it just kept saying, the universe was like, yes, you signed the contract, you're in the right spot, here's your next door, choose to walk through it or not, then here's your next door, here's your next door, and it just kept coming. And that's why I love that story and I absolutely love that word of the year. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that, if you don't mind, because <laughs> I really like that. Instead of trying to pinpoint yeah. something, just using a creative word that you want to push towards. And whenever that comes about, you're putting that out into the universe and moving forward. So I love that. Well, and I think, too, I just, you know, I think a lot of us get into traveling for different reasons. But when there, you know, some people are, are happy as clams, you know, working their 30 years, doing ultrasound or nursing, whatever that is, and they're happy and they're content and life feels good and it's flowing and like, good on you, right? Like those people, like there's nothing wrong you with that, right? <laughs> yeah, we need you, like stay in place, right? But like for some people, you know, like like us, like there's just that, 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 that soul drive, right? Like, you know it, like in your knower, right? Like you just know in your soul that there's more for you, that, that creative energy, that wanting to do work that's impactful, that has meaning, that has purpose. And like, you want to do more, right? And so you just keep taking that next right step. And so traveling was the next right step. And obviously it sounds like you've, you've taken tons of steps to kind of explore, does this feel good? do I want to, you know, dive into this more or do I want to try something else? And, you know, for us, like we've, you know, done uh, workouts, we were personal trainers, I did health coaching, like we kept just kind of exploring little sparks that came our way. And we're like, wow, this feels really good until it was time to move on to something else, right? But it gives you kind of like, allow yourself to be playful with what does feel good. And, and try it on and see how it feels and then kind of go from there. But I do think just to kind of sum this all up of, of my thought that I'm going on is that traveling, I think, creates this really unique opportunity that it does, it does give us more time and freedom from that grind life, that full-time life to be more creative and playful and experiment with different things. And I think it's so cool to just watch that journey blossom and I think it's just a beautiful opportunity yeah. that we have, you know, as travelers. So absolutely, I, and I and I wanna I wanna congratulate you guys for taking the step, right? For answering the call. I know that sounds cheesy. Who says yeah. that? Answering the call. I think it's not like a military commercial, but <laughs> <laughs> no, but really because you know I said this in conversation the other day, and it's not something that was like you know consciously on my mind, but you know. To what you guys were saying, if some people are content going to work, having stability, being on the softball team, binge watching Netflix, and do you, but the uneasiness comes in when you want more, but you're not doing more. 
mm-hmm. right? Like, you know you want more. You know there's something else. But you're not doing the work. You're not taking the risk. You're not putting yourself out there. And most people, even though, like, if you're in that space where you really do want more, a lot of people don't pull the trigger. They don't go for it. They don't dive in. And it, it takes a lot. And ultimately, um, you guys have read The Alchemist, right? Yes. yes. Love it. Okay. Well, first of all, I know who I'm talking to. Of course you guys read of The Alchemist. Of course. <laughs> For anyone else out there in podcast land that hasn't read The Alchemist, I implore you, read that book. It is the most beautiful story of a journey. I, like, read it. It's a quick read, but read it. I've read it many times. Anyway, I was talking about that book recently, and I was actually, I was talking about the moral of the story. Without giving it away, with some somebody on their journey when they actually reached the destination it, and, and realized it wasn't what they were looking for, it wasn't what they thought, that actually wasn't the point. It was everything that happened in between. And when they say it's not the destination, it's the journey, that is so real. Because if you're present with your everyday, the person who you are, but the person who you need to become to get to where you're trying to go, like that's where life happens. Truth of the matter is, There's no guarantee that you get to your destination. Let's just call it what it is. Tomorrow is not promised. All we ever have is now. So if you're, if, if you get, if you wake up each day and you have that day, like that's that next step in your journey. And it's, it's all about that day. It's, it's not really about what's going to happen at the end. You're hoping for that. You're working towards it, but it's about who you are that day, what you're working on that day, what you're feeling and experiencing that day, what you're putting in that day. And I, I love that, you know, I, I've done it. I, I, I am doing it, but I love that you guys are doing it too. And, you know, I encourage anybody listening, like if you want to do something, uh, you know, achieve something, learn something, it's like all you have is now, like, just do it. Like, just do it. Dude, I'm, I feel like this is podcast church. <laughs> I, I want to jump up on my chair and like just start dancing. Like, <laughs> I'm feeling this, but I, I think too, like just going to your point and hitting on it and then I'll turn it over to Kim, but I, that's something I struggle with as much as I talk about. So I, I believe that to my core of you have to appreciate the journey because before you know it, it's gone. Like you look back and you're like, I did all these things I achieved. I, I, I might've achieved a goal, but like, where did life go? And that comes from that entrepreneurial kind of side, because you hear a lot of people saying, if you're not grinding all day long, you're not successful. And that story starts to play in your head a lot. And so I battle that personally, because I'm like, if I want to sit down and watch a football game, the successful entrepreneurs aren't, they're on the computer, they're learning something new, they're driving forward. And so I battle that, but I've been really taking that into consideration of really enjoying the present. And if I get to where I'm getting, then that's where I'm going. But I am taking steps forward, but I have to really appreciate where I'm at now. And it is a battle because you, you the voice creeps in and you're like, you're not doing enough. You're not doing enough. Um, so I'm really glad you said that because that's something that I've struggled with and I need to really hone in on it. Well, and I think just to add to that, you know, like you said, Jonathan, it's like the, the journey is like the guts of everything we do, right? It's where we learn. It's where the opportunities come from. It's where we evolve. It's where, you know, we feel inspired. It's where we feel creative. And it's like, it's something that I'm really working on right now because I'm, you know, in a contract and, 
you know, just a quick story. Obviously, we were supposed to be traveling the world for the year and then COVID happened. And so I wasn't, my, my mind was not in a place of like, I'm going to be working in a hospital. That wasn't part of the plan. That wasn't where we were going to go, but here we are. And so, you know, I am working in ultrasound and ultrasound is not my passion. It's not my love, right? But I'm really focusing on you know, I have my countdown of when I'm going to be done. Like, let's get that clear. You know, I'm, I'm excited that it's three months, but while I'm here, like, I don't want to suffer through the three months. Like I want to show up. I want to be present. I want to learn the lessons. I want to bring joy. I want to make a difference. I want to make an impact and I want to enjoy this three months and this experience and not always be like, what's next? What's next? Where are we going next? Like, when can we travel? Because then you're missing all the opportunity that you're currently in you know, and just really trying to be present every single day um, because it's all part of the experience. And, you know, this, I always say it's this or something better, like be here now and you're on your way to whatever, whatever the next step is for you. And it might be completely different than what you thought, but like be here for it, well, show on, up for on it. On your you this know? or something better, you actually gave me that affirmation of, I love where I'm at now, but look forward to where I'm going. Ooh, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, Hold on. I, man, I got a Jim Rohn quote. Uh, I, I feel like it's very close. Okay. It's on this page. Something about having something to look forward to. Um, uh, yeah, no, I can't find it. I got too many things on this page, but it's just like when you have something to look forward to in the future, it, it's, it pulls you, it pulls you through each day. It's just like, Yes, I wake up again today. I have another opportunity to move closer to that thing. I mean, it's a very powerful motivator. But at the same time, right, kind of what you were just saying, you can't forget the present. Like, we live in the present. You would know we want what's happening, you know, out there in the future. That's not there yet. It's a good balance. Yeah, 100%. And focusing on, I'll just say this last thing and then we'll wrap it up, but also focusing on you know, how whatever you're doing, even if you're not loving what you're doing in the moment, but like, how is it serving you, right? Like how, like, what are the positives? Like, you know, this, this contract I'm in is serving the greater whole for our dreams, our goals of traveling the, you know, the, the business that we're creating, like all of it, like it's serving such a beautiful purpose and I have gratitude for it. And so I want to show up every day and focus on that, you know, so focus on the gratitude. Where are you and how is it serving you? Because we can always find something positive to focus on, even if it's not where we essentially, you know, quote unquote, where we want to be, you know, so. Absolutely. That's, that's a mindset, right? That's a winning mindset, if you ask me. hundred percent. So I, I want to respect your time. Um, all of our listeners out there, you guys, you're, you're kind of getting an inside thing here because every time I schedule a call to talk to Jonathan and be like, dude, let's jump on the phone. Let's just have a conversation. Let's catch up. It's, you know, we're like, oh, we'll be respectful of time. But then two hours later, three hours later, we're still on the phone, still diving in. So if you guys literally... <laughs> I'm telling you, get in this guy's presence. Um, we'll talk about where you can follow him because he's just super inspirational. Um, I always love talking to you, especially having another male that is, you know, in travel healthcare, loves traveling, loves self-development, um, is always looking for that, that, that thing, but staying present as we were talking about. Um, so I, I just entrepreneurial, I mean, the list goes on and on. So I appreciate um, in our short time of knowing each other, what you've just done for me. And I just want to do some quick fire questions because there's some things I really wanted to ask you. 
Um, and so the first one would be, what is the biggest lesson that you've learned um, in your travel healthcare experience? Maybe even it could be work-wise or personal or both. Um, the past three years, I think trust the process. I, I think that's the lesson. Trust the process. Love that. Love that. Yeah, I know. That's so like, true. You're always being led and guided. That's perfect. Um, and then, so one big thing that Kim and I are kind of leaning into a little bit is we believe in the power of travel, um, what that can do emotionally, physically, spiritually. Um, and do you have like a definition of that? Like what the power of travel means to you? Um, yeah, I think, I think that that definition, what the power of travel is for me really came about, um, on my last trip. Uh, I was able to get a trip off really quick this year to Columbia is the first of four trips, the only trip that we were able to do. And I had such an amazing experience. It was incredible, uh, a conversation for another time, but it, it really, it really brought me, it really connected me to, um, a few locals that I still talk to, spoke to yesterday. And I, I felt so welcomed. And it, it really made me think about the type of travel that, you know, that I want to do going forward. Um, not just having experiences for fun, but the way in which we engage the people where we're at and, and, and what we leave behind and what we take from them um, through our experiences and, and our connection, you know, to them. Um, to the people, to the culture. Uh, I, I had an experience like I've never had before in Colombia, and and I know now I, I need to do my best to recreate that in an organic way. God, I love that. <laughs> okay, so obviously we're all fingers crossed that come 2021, things are going to start opening up. We're going to be able to travel again. Sometime, hopefully. <laughs> I just like literally dream of being on an airplane. Like I see one go by and I'm just like, please like let me on you. I just like, I just want to go to the airport and well, hang out. Honestly. Funny story before we were, before we hit record, somebody pulled up in our apartment complex. Uh -huh. She got out of an Uber and had her suitcase and Kim's like, where did she go? <laughs> like, I want to go somewhere. <laughs> I'm just like ready oh, to go at this point but when things when travel starts picking up again which it will what are your plans post covid what what do you what's going to be your first med travel hub trip your plan you got any ideas anything kind of on the back burner what are you thinking with that yeah well i do have some ideas but i will have to say um you guys will have to tune in and see what that's about um, I'll just go ahead and, and plug myself, you know, at Med Travel Hub on uh, Instagram um, and then Facebook, Med Travel Hub as well. Um, there's a lot of content, videos, pictures from our trips in our Facebook group. So definitely look for me there. Um, and that's where uh, I'm going to put, um, uh, you know, some of the new things that we're going to do. And then my website's going to be on a reconstruction. So, you know, I'll, I'll plug that later. But, um, we had a couple of trips this year. I'm still not sure if I'm going to redo them. There was Tanzania and Zanzibar, Greece, Bali, Vietnam. Mm -hmm. However, at the end of next year, next year's end of the year celebration, if we live through 2020 and make it through 2021, we are going to be celebrating, God's willing, in Vietnam, Bali at the end of the year next year. So that one is something that I'm definitely putting back up on the board. But 
for uh, the other places that we're going, definitely stay tuned. Ooh. I love that. Hopefully, that hopefully we can meet you in Vietnam or Bali. Oh, we we're, need, we're doing something. Yeah. We're doing something big for sure. Yeah. I cannot wait. I'm so excited. I'm so ready. I, I would love that. I would love that. Yeah. So, is I mean, just basically, you already said it, but is the Med Travel Hub where people can really follow you? Is there anywhere else that they can get involved with you or contact you, or is that where you like people to go? Yeah, Facebook. I. Facebook is where I am at most. Um, interestingly enough, I mean, I'm of the age where I should be using Instagram more, but I don't. Oh, well, sue me. But <laughs> Facebook is where I'm at most. Um, so you can definitely, a lot of people reach out to me on Facebook and, and they find the hub through there. Um, either, you know, through somebody who's had an experience or, or they, they find me on, on my personal page, uh, Jonathan Pierre. But yeah, uh, Med Travel Hub on Facebook. There's a, you know, there's a like page, which is, you know, the business page. And then there's a group. So you can join that group. And um, I'll be sharing, you know, more content and more things about 2021 there. Perfect. Awesome. All right, my friend. Well, we could literally sit and talk to you all night about all the things. All day. <laughs> all the things. All the things. <laughs> but this was such a great conversation. I'm so excited to share this with the community. I'm so excited to share, like, all the things that you're doing. Because you have the Med Travel Hub with the trips, but you're also just, like we said, such an inspiration um, and just a light in this industry. And we're just grateful to have you and to be a friend. And uh, thanks for chatting with us tonight. This was really fun. And I was like sleeping on the couch before this. So like now I feel like I'm like tingly and I'm like awake and I'm like excited. I'm like going to the airport right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, thank you guys for doing this. I, I, I really appreciate, you know, who you guys are, who you're working to become and, and what you guys are doing as well. And, and I'm, I'm grateful, grateful that, you know, I'm happy to be able to have a positive effect and be, you know, something positive um, to or for someone else. So, you know, thank you guys. So that wraps up this week's episode. Oh my gosh. I just love having conversations with him. He literally is like one of my favorite people to talk to because we can also like cover just what's going on, but also dive deeper. And we kind of, I don't know, he always provokes me to think differently and I don't, I don't know nothing just, is surface with him and like yeah. we you know those of y'all who know us like we're not like superficial people like we like to go deep we like to have really cool in-depth conversations and really connect with people like that's just how we are as people and we're really able to go there with him and he always takes it to another level where I'm like well damn yeah. shit I don't know I didn't think about this ahead of time you right. know or now I'm on just, a hype mic well yeah now <laughs> Now it just wow. What was, what was that? that? I don't know. That's that's the the effect that you get after speaking. With oh wait, what do we say? Gives oh. you all the tingle time. Tingle time. Yeah, we get the tingle time with him, and I don't think that made the episode. I think that was post episode. Tingle time. Well, I'm coining that phrase now. I just look at Aaron when I'm like ready for some adult fun, and I say it's time for a tingle time. Well, we were saying that Jonathan Pierre's interview was so good that we were sitting in tingle time the whole time. Right, and I took it to another level. Anyways, that just got awkward. So hopefully you guys love this episode as much as we did. Please share this out with a friend, with your favorite travel buddy. Leave us a review. Subscribe. All the things support the show and all the things are totally free to you. It just gives us that excitement and encouragement and motivation to show up every week 
and share as much as we can with you guys and we love you yeah and hit up jonathan pierre and go check out the med travel hub um let him know that you heard this episode and how much you enjoyed it and we will see you next week for another awesome fire episode we are dropping some bombs next week bra show up whoa i don't know what that was but we're gonna go off of that (laughs) she's been on call all weekend people y'all i'm I'm, she's losing it i got 10 hours 12 hours left of call all right with that being said we're out